What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode number 13 of From the Red Corner. It's been a while. It's been a long while. Too long. I've been trying to focus on other things in life before I could come back to this. I'm trying to get the website going again. Um, uh, Jesus, I'm stumbling over my words already. It's been that long. The happy hour is coming back weekly. I know you guys know my boy, Jimbo Slice. He's going to be doing it with me every week. We're not just going to be talking football. We're going to be talking all sorts of sports. This week, I got an interview with Justin the Fort Sumter. But can we, what an awesome fucking nickname that is. I never told him that in the interview. Awesome interview. It goes along with Eddie George. I'm going to start calling them. They're both from the same state. I think South Carolina, North Carolina. The interview's been, I did it months ago, guys, months ago. So I think we got, got to make t-shirts for them called the Southern Gentlemen. Uh, they could be a nice little tag team. They could wear them to the ring. Be good. Uh, first half of this episode, I'm going to be talking about what's happened in the last couple weeks of the UFC. Then we're going to have a little fun after the Sumter interview. I'm going to be giving out my 2021 MMA awards. Yes, I'm a UFC homer. Most of the stuff's from the UFC. Be honest with you, that's really all I watch. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be the cool hip guy who picks a fighter. Uh, I'm not going to pick Ray Cooper for Fighter of the Year from uh, the PFL. He did have a great year. But that's not going to be my pick. So the UFC is finally fucking back. We are coming off a big fucking comeback fight from Calvin fucking Cater. What a fight. He pieced up Giga Chikaze. Unanimous decision. 50-45, 50-45, and 50-44. Now the fight he had with Max Holloway, for a lot of guys, that fucking destroys their career. They're done. Look at Tony Ferguson. His fight with Justin Gaethje, dude's never been the fucking same. Dude hasn't even and close close to the Tony Ferguson that we knew. And I don't hate it. I think Tony Ferguson's kind of a douchebag. But Gaethje killed Tony Ferguson's career. Say what you want, but that's what happened. Because he is coming off of losses to Gaethje, losses to Oliveira, losses to Benil Dariush. And this is nothing against Benil Dariush. But if you were to think three years ago that Tony Ferguson was going to lose a unanimous decision all three rounds to Benil Dariush, Benil Dariush is a top five fucking, excuse me, lightweight in the world. Well, in the UFC, we'll see. But if this was a few years ago, he would have never lost to Tony. Tony would have never lost to him. It's done for him. And Tony's that guy. He likes to talk shit still, even though... He's saying people are ducking him, people are doing this. Dude, nobody gives a shit about you anymore, man. Excuse me, guys. I I just I did have COVID a couple weeks ago. Beat COVID, not to fucking brag. Um, but Tony's not the boogeyman anymore, dude. Justin Gaethje exploded on his face. Shut up, don't make a joke. But back to Calvin Cater. Calvin Cater got the beatdown of a century against Max Holloway. Destroyed. And, and, like, I, I know Eddie talked about it before. He doesn't like Max because of what he did to Calvin. But Max put on a clinic. An absolute clinic. And then he comes out almost, I, I think it's almost been a year, something like that, to the day. And fights Giga Chikaze, who was talking shit, doing this, doing that. And he pieces him up in five rounds. The main event wasn't even close. And I said this to Eddie George. Sunday. Excuse me, guys. My sinuses are so fucked up in the wintertime. Um, I said this to Eddie. Calvin Cater 
has some, like, you know, the flashy fla elbows and this. Calvin Cater has some of, if not the best standing elbows I've ever seen in the cage. Like, ever. Great performance. Calvin Cater, unbelievable comeback. Like I said, a lot of guys, after that fight against Max Holloway, they're done. Their career is done. It's over. They're never coming back. You know what I mean? But Calvin Cater came back, showed that Massachusetts gut, Massachusetts strength, and he put on a boxing clinic. It was an unbelievable performance, and that's exactly what he needs. I don't know what's next for Calvin Cater. I am feel like Ariel Hawani now. I'm just kind of trailing off. I love Hawani. I love his show. But sometimes I listen to it, and I think someone's, like, calling me because he stops talking. So, Calvin Cater's number five in the division. We already heard that Alex Volkanowski, who was supposed to fight Max Holloway for the third time, Max dropped out due to an injury. They never said what the injury was, but they said he could be out a decent amount of time. Six months, I believe. Um, Calvin's number five. He just pieced up Chikatse. I don't know. Give him a... Uh, I didn't say uh, Volkanovski is fighting the Korean Zombie for the title. I think it's going to be a good matchup. Cejudo, Henry Cejudo, love to talk about fuck me. I never had my mic plugged in, so it's coming right through the speaker. So I guess we're just going to keep rolling like this. That's fine. Um, he had to... Oh, this is embarrassing. It's been a while, guys. He had to... I don't even know. Oh, Henry Cejudo loves to talk shit, double champ, this and that. You never fought at featherweight, dude. You're not... I don't know. I think Volkanovski's a beast. We've seen what he does. He doesn't get knocked out. That's for fucking sure. He doesn't get submitted. That's for fucking sure. I don't know. Put Cater against Yair Rodriguez. Last two guys to lose to Max Holloway. I think that'd be a great fight. I think that would test Cater. Just because of how weird Yair is, his uh, fighting style, you know? Um, other than that, this card was very underwhelming. Brandon Royval beat, uh, Bontarin, unanimous decision. Collier beat, uh, Sherman, rear naked choke. Chukagan defeated Jennifer Maya. She's a free agent now. I'd love to see Caitlin Chukagan come back. The thing about Chukagan is it's almost like every time she got that big shining moment, the chance to, like, prove herself, she didn't come through. That's no knock on her. It happens to the best of them. Look at fucking Brian Ortega. Brian Ortega is one of the best featherweights in the world. But when it's time to shine, when it's time for that belt, when it's time for the big spotlight, Ortega does not. He gets pieced up. There's two title fights, Volk and uh, Max. He had Volk in some dangerous positions, couldn't finish show, and Volk showed relentless tenacity and just beat the fuck out of him. So, we got 270 this weekend, guys. This might be one of the best heavyweight title fights I've ever seen and I've been super excited for Francis Ngannou versus Surreal Gan. Uh, Gan is the interim heavyweight champ. Uh, Ngannou is the real heavyweight champ. And this is the last fight in Ngannou's uh, contract. He said he this is it for him. He's not going to fight for the UFC anymore for $500,000, which is crazy. I don't know. I wish I could fight for five. i I'd take a punch from Ngannou. For, uh, never mind. I mean, maybe not. I'd probably die. Um, I don't know. This is one of those things. Like I, I'd love to see Francis stay. I think he's one. He's easily the most powerful heavyweight I've ever seen. That's for fucking sure. Um, it, it's gonna be a pretty good fight card, man. And then we got the co-main Brandon Moreno, the nicest guy in the UFC, versus Davis and Figueredo for the uh, flyweight championship. That's gonna be a fight I'm really excited for. Hope Moreno wins. I don't like 
I love Moreno. Like I said, I think Moreno's great for the sport. I think he's just a good dude. Brandon Moreno's just a good guy. And I, I don't know any of them personally, so maybe they aren't you guys. I don't fucking know. But that's going to be a fucking war. Uh, the rest of the main card lines up with uh, Michelle Pajeda versus <clears throat> Andre Filo, Cody Stamen versus Said Nurmagomedov, uh, Adolfo Vieira versus Wellington Terman. Uh, it's, it's, I guess it's kind of an underwhelming card, but I think you're going to see some fireworks. It, it's just good to have fucking fights back, dude. Like, I'm so happy fights are back. Jesus Christ. I've had to watch Notre Dame and the Sabres suck for the last month. Not fun. Don't like it. Um, UFC announced Colby versus Masvidal. We're finally getting it. UFC 272 headliner. Wow. Just fucking wow. These two do not like each other. And I think, I, I don't know. I think it's going to be a war. I think it, it's going to be kind of like the first Usman Colby match, in my opinion, as to where they're just going to stand and bang, which, in my opinion, isn't good for Colby. I, I don't know. It's, it's going to be super fucking interesting, that's for sure. I can't wait for it. I believe it, it's in March 272. Something like that? I don't know. It's weird. Um, yeah, you know what I was just thinking? The UFC fights are this weekend, which is... What's the date? The 19th, and then they don't fight again. Oh, Jesus, today's the 19th. I'm an idiot. Then they don't fight again for another two weeks again. Damn. What are they doing to us here, guys? The next UFC fight guard is Hermansen versus Sean Strickland. Sean Strickland, one of the most controversial, I guess we could say, polarizing figures in the UFC. The dude's... I don't even know how to explain Sean Strickland, man. He's got some fucking thoughts in his head that I wouldn't say to anyone. When he was on the Helwani show, Jesus. That was some shit. You never heard it. Go back, listen to the Helwani show. He talks about how he's just always wanted to legit murder someone. Not like, oh my God, I want to kill you. Like, he wants to murder someone. Fucking wild. Wild shit. Uh, Hamzat Shemaev and Gilbert Burns is close to a deal. I'm not sure when the fight's going down, when it's going to get done, but they're close. And in other news, a weird, weird move for me. Kayla Harrison is close to signing with the PFL, first reported by Ariel Hawani. I don't know. To me, that doesn't do anything for her. It doesn't test her against the best in the world. It doesn't really show how good she is, how good her talent level is. To be fucking blatantly honest with you, I think Kayla Harrison could be a stud, but I haven't seen her against top-level competition like they have in the UFC and even Bellator. I don't know. I, I'm assuming they're paying her a fuck-ton of money. Like an absolute fuck-ton. I don't know. It should be, at best, super interesting. I know I say that a lot. I'm back. But, as of right now, we're going to go to my interview with Bellator vet. CES vet and former contender on Dana White's contender series, Justin the Fort Sumter. This interview is brought to you by Dano Seasonings. Put that shit on everything steak, shrimp, chicken, veggies, eggs, everything. Get spicy, original, or their new sweet, I think it's called hot chipotle or sweet chipotle, something like that. That shit's delicious too. Go to danoseasonings.com, tell them the tailgate sent you. That shit's delicious. All-purpose seasoning, like I said, spicy, original, Chipotle. 
de-fucking-lightful now. Justin the Fort Sumter. Beautiful. All right, man. So this is kind of like Nick. Nick kind of made me go through like a gauntlet when I asked him for an interview because he's like, I'll do one. But like Eddie's cool, too. And Justin's cool, too. So I'm like, OK. Eddie's Eddie's the man. I could talk with that guy all day. Yeah, yeah, he's a real cool dude. Real cool dude. Except he like he doesn't like anything but MMA. Like that's it. It's all he does. Yeah, he, he he's a he's, he has that type of personality. <laughs> uh, when, I, when I first met him, um, you know, he was like not really standoffish, but you know what I mean. He was like, hey, you know, hey, what's up? You know, but and then we found, uh, you know, that he he liked MMA. I liked MMA too, so we kind of hit it off. And uh, you know, learning that he was from um, South Carolina as well, uh, that kind of you know, Southern boys have to stick together, especially up here in uh, the north. So uh, we kind of hit it off, and now now we're good friends. Now, do you watch? I mean, I asked Eddie too, and he was just kind of like, absolutely not. Do you watch sports or just MMA? Uh, I watch some football and occasional basketball. Um, okay. Uh, but, uh, you know, mostly like for enjoyment factor, I watch MMA, you know, I mean, because I enjoy the sport. I, I like to analyze. I like to look at different stuff. But, you know, I mean, every now and then I, I like to watch the, the Falcons play. You know, I mean, that's my uh, I lived in Georgia before I moved up here. So I'm a real big Falcons fan. And I like the South Carolina um, Gamecocks football and, um, you know, like in, in basketball, like usually when the the, the uh, playoff start because it's a little bit more competitive so i'm like okay you know these guys are really trying to win now you know they're not just playing around right that's what I, that's basically all i watch now i told eddie is mma is because like i don't i don't know when i was a kid i was really into like watching everything now i just don't care yeah yeah and it takes up your entire weekend uh but you're coming off a win in ces against i'm not even going to try to pronounce the guy's name i call him albert there we go. Ted, Ted Devoisian. I think Ted Devoisian. That's his, yeah. Was this, I was looking it up like last time we were supposed to, was this a last minute, was he a replacement fight? Yeah. So like uh, originally I was supposed to find, uh, fight. Uh, it's a real Sean. generic name. John O'Shea. Yeah. John, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. O'Shea. And so he, um, I, I guess he got COVID. And so then uh, they proposed another guy, like a, uh, a jiu-jitsu guy i think it was out of florida as well and i was like okay cool and and so i was like training i was like man i'm, I'm really excited uh to fight this guy and i was te texting my coach and i was like um you know like his ground game is like real good and he was like what what guy are you talking about and it's like this guy and they're like oh no 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 you're not fighting him you're fighting this guy and i was like oh so like the the week before uh, like a week before the fight then that's when uh i, I knew that i was fighting albert and that's so that's like your was that they, they didn't know or well no they didn't they knew but they didn't just relate I, they might, must have thought i already knew but i didn't relay that information they, i was still on the last guy that they replaced it with and so i was like oh, okay so, so you had like basically three guys is that what i'm getting yeah yeah oh my god you finished him right i just i looked it up yeah. i didn't write down was you uh, how did you it was submission right yeah we're naked choke yeah okay now you're eight and four. Your Bellator vet, Dana White Contender Series vet. Do you want? Is that your goal? Do you want to get back to Bellator? Uh, you know, right now it's just like 
I, I got to, you know, get a, a decent win streak, get, kind of get that momentum back. Um, you know, if, if Bellator calls, you know, I'm not going to hang up the phone and say, hey, I'm not going to do it right now. Um, or if the UFC calls and, and say, hey, I want you to, you to fight this short notice fight, I'm not going to say no. Um, but, you know, right now it's just more get more or less get the get the, the win and the, the momentum behind me. And then, you know, see, see how the cards fall. You know, if Bellator say, hey, I want to give you a multiplied contract, UFC, I'm, I'm, I'll be open to it. Right. Now, you've been um, – that's not the question I was going to ask. That was a dumb question. Uh, <laughs> you've been around. You fought – I saw you fought Eric Anders in your amateur career. You fought Ian Heinish on the Contender Series. Eddie and I actually talked about that last time. Outside of, like, the ending of the fight, you looked good against Ian Heinish on the feet. Yeah. Yeah, you I mean I felt really comfortable, um, you know, especially like it's it's just, you know, the name of the game, like especially when you get to the high level, it's like those minor mistakes that make the biggest difference. You know, I I had him down. I had his back. And and instead of like securing my position, I, I saw the neck and I was like, oh, I'm just going to choke him out. And that put me out of position. And, and that, you know, that being out of the position for a split second just cost me the fight. So, you know what I mean? Um, I would definitely like to run that back. Uh, you know, I felt super comfortable, um, felt pretty good. He really didn't have anything for me. And then, you know, things changed and it hit him with those elbows and it changed the fight. Um, but yeah, I was, I was, uh, definitely had the upper hand in that one. Now what this is, um, I, I kind of do this thing where I ask the standard interview questions first, and then we like to have a little fun. Um, what got you into MMA? Were you into sports and then you just decided to do MMA or were you always in uh, martial arts? Um, I was, uh, I was big into sports in, in high school and then I, uh, kind of fell in love with wrestling. Um, I kind of like that mentality of you, you put the hard work in and, you know, as a team, you, you collectively, you know, you can win a meet, but you know, really it's kind of boils down to how hard you trained and, and you're going against, uh, a single person and that dictates the, the outcome. Uh, I like football, but you know, like I put everything into it and then, Hey, you, you got the, the center and the lineman, they can't protect the quarterback and, and you guys don't win because, you know, you might get a, you know, sack a couple of fumbles, but if your offense isn't like up to par, it's not gonna, you're not gonna come out with a victory. And, and wrestling kind of was like, Hey, we work hard together. We go out there singular, a single person and we, um, you know, put the work in. So, uh, I fell in love with wrestling and I wrestled through my soft, no, my junior year, then I wrestled my senior year. And um, uh, the, when I got to college, I kind of, I wanted to do wrestling, but the, they didn't really have a good wrestling team. So um, I played flag football. Um, we're real good at flag football. And, and let me go inside. We got, I got some yard guys doing some work and it's going to, it's going to make some noise. You're good. All right. All right there we go. Yeah, and so uh, and did flag football for about, like, two years, and then I kind of found um, one of my friends was like, hey, I fight. And I was like, what, you're, you're like a, a skinny dude. Like, how can you fight? You know what I mean? It doesn't make any sense. I um, mean, it's like, yeah, man, I, I fight. It's like, come to my fight. I'm fighting like this weekend. And I was like, all right, I'll go check it out. And, and he beat this guy up. And I was like, man, I think I can do that. You know, I think I can, I, I think I can like beat people. I, Cause I remember it. I was just sitting in the stands and I was like looking and I was like, 
man, this is this is kind of kind of exciting. You know, I got really excited about it. And so I started training jujitsu like no no later than like a month later. And um, I think it was like maybe a month. They uh, uh, like we had like this MMA club um, at my college and they were like, hey, you, do you want to fight? And I was like, hey, why not? You know, and um, it was a, I think it was like a, a two week notice. I drove down to Florida and, um, you know, stepped in the, it was a ring back then. Like they didn't have a cage, the, the promotion didn't have a cage, so it was a ring. Right. And I stepped in there and I beat the guy in a, a minute and 20 seconds. And, uh, you know, I was hooked ever since. What, what made you, like, you said you were living in Atlanta, you said? Well, I, I was living on campus, uh, Georgia Southern University. Okay. What made you make the jump to Connecticut to go train? Well, uh, so what happened was, so I graduated 2013 and was working with a uh, um, roofing company, Fraser Roofing. Shout out to them. They're a really good company. Um, awesome guy, uh, Dominic Fraser. He's, he's a uh, really cool guy. He owns the company. But I was working with them and, you know, the money wasn't, wasn't, I wasn't making the enough money to where I was like comfortable. And then one of my college friends, he said, hey, uh, I got this opportunity um, with this company. They're real cool. You should give them a call, get an interview. So I got an interview and then they were like, hey, we want you, um, but you're going to have to move up to Connecticut. And I was like, uh, I don't know anything about Connecticut. Only thing I know is like it's cold up there. So <laughs> I was like, uh, I kind of came up here with the uh, um, new faces, new places type mentality. And so I was, uh, you know, came, came up here with like the, you know, thought of, Hey, I can make a good difference. Um, I ended up meeting my, um, at then, well, I met my wife and mother of my child, um, 2014. So then I decided to stay up here because it was actually a traveling uh, construction company. They, they move all over the uh, United States, renovating apartment complexes and stuff and um, decided to stay. And um, I linked up with uh, a Henzo Gracie, um, school when I first came here um, just because of the name and you know um, <laughs> had a couple fights with them and then I decided I wanted to go pro that was after at 14 fights amateur so I was like hey you know I had the experience and I lost my first uh, pro fight because it was for, my first pro fight was in Bellator and that was against a uh, um you're going to Wait one second. I can't hear anything. As I am going to fight the toughest guys. And that's, you know, that's how I want to, you know, cut my teeth. You know, like I think I can swim with the sharks and, and let them know that I'm a shark as well. And if I sink, I sink, but I'm going to keep swimming. Um, so after that loss, I decided to, um, move to uh, Nick Newell's gym, um, it ha which happened to be probably like, you know, a mile up the road from my old gym. And, um, you know, we hit it off ever since. So um, moved up to Connecticut for a job and then ended up staying. Um, and, you know, the cards kind of fell in the right place. And, you know, I'm in, I'm in the right spot right now. And I got a good career. So uh, it, it was a good move. Definitely a good move. That's awesome. Um what was I going to ask you now? Nick's is Nick's your head coach. He's the head coach, right? Yes. Did you watch the movie? Uh, not yet. I, I got it. I got it on uh, Amazon. 
I just haven't sit down and, and watch it yet. I haven't seen it yet either. I think I'm going to watch it this weekend. Now, out of all the guys, like, see, that's the thing. I was going to ask who your toughest fight was, but Heinish wasn't that long of a fight. And like I said, he wasn't, you were doing well against him. Eric Anders, how was he when you fought him? I've had him on here before. Uh, Eric Anders, you know what I mean? Like, he was, was probably pretty you know, young in it too then. It's, it's kind of a sore subject, you know what I mean? It was a title fight. I drove from, from Georgia to, to Alabama and we were cutting weight. He missed, he, he, like, he didn't miss weight. He, like, didn't want to make the weight. So, like, we stepped on the scale, and he was like, ah, I'm not going to make the weight. And then he just, like, <coughs> drank, like, immediately after he stepped on the scale, knowing that he wasn't going to make weight. So that was a point of, point of contention um, that I, you know, I definitely like to, to run that back. It wasn't too tough. Like, my problem was I, I didn't know any jujitsu. I wasn't really training jujitsu like that. And, you know, my, I got in a bad spot and I didn't know how to get out. Um, and it, it capitalized on it. But I wouldn't say it was, it was my toughest fight. My toughest fight um, probably would have to be um, against Roger Carroll. Um, it, like, man, I, 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 I'll tell you, I try to put him away and, like, put him away standing up and he was still there and try to put him away on the ground. He was still there. And like, he just had that the mentality, like I'm just going to keep coming, keep coming. And I was like, man, this guy is just like, I can't do, I, I don't know what to do to, to, to put him away. So that would have to be my, my toughest fight. Okay. So we talked about your career and I am actually happy. I saw your Instagram story because that fight is going to be awesome. Calvin Cater versus uh, Giga. I can never pronounce his last name. Yeah. I can't wait to see. I, I can't wait to see how Kelvin bounces back, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, he's another guy. You just talked about a guy you can't put away. Max did everything to put him away. And I know, I don't know if that's a sore spot for you guys because Eddie didn't like talking about Max. <clears throat> but I, it should be an awesome fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, you know what I mean? Like, Calvin is just man you got he has that grit about him you know what I mean it's uh, he's he's ready to go at a the the drop of a hat you know what I mean trains his, his his ass off and like man like you know like if it's you know the, the crazy thing about it is you know he took his first UFC fight on a short notice and and and, and worked the guy and you, then they're just you know top competitors he's just been you know fighting against and just to see him, you know, at this point and, you know, fighting Max and giving him like the, one of the best fights of the year, you know, and, and still sticking in there. Um, it, it's just phenomenal skill, phenomenal skill. Yeah, man. Like I said, I, he's a dog. He's an absolute dog. You're not going to put him away, which is why I'm, that fight's going to be incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I talk, most of the people I've talked to since in the last couple of weeks, I want to get, I don't know. You don't have to talk about it if you want. I want to get your thoughts on John Jones. <laughs> John Jones, John Jones. You know, like, it's, you know, it, people, once you get to a certain level, now, if you don't have those people that ground you, that's, you know, I mean, I, I think, I think this is a pure principle type issue with them. If you don't have those people that ground you that say, hey, man, what are you doing? You know, like if, if you don't have somebody in there checking you, you know, like John Jones, a young guy, that, I, I, what, he was the youngest light heavyweight champion that there's, there's been. 
So, you know what I mean? He had that exposure at a young age and, you know, your, your, your principles and your philosophies that you hold dear to your heart, if they're not strong, temptation is, is rampant. You know what I mean? Like, like drugs, alcohol, women, violence, all that stuff, you know, that's, that's kind of what you, you, you <coughs> get when you're, you're at the top of the game and, and it's, it's there, you know what I mean? It's, it's going to be there. Like you turn around there, there there's, there's women, there's drugs. And, and, and like, if you're, if you're not able to control that, that's, the, that's when the problems come up. You know what I mean? That's when, when you, you go in a car and you, you, you've been drinking and you don't have that guy to say, Hey man, let's just call the Uber. You know, you, you got, you got millions of dollars, you know, that you could just right. call it Uber. Nah, man, I want to drive. Not, not, it's not cool, man. You know? So I, I think it's the, the people around him. He doesn't have that, 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 safety net of you know close friend that actually look out for you know i'm sure there's people around him that hey like man that's a bad idea but if you're if you're not if you don't grow with a a, a group of people that kind of have the same mentality and that are are, are hi. good <laughs> you say hi you know <laughs> yeah that's my daughter yeah she's shy like one of my nephews is like that <laughs> <laughs> that was good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, she got me sidetracked now. Uh, <laughs> actually, I, I, this is like the fifth time I brought up Eddie. Like I'm like standing for him. Um, he actually turned it around on me in the interview last time because we talked about like the rivalry with him and DC Jones. And at the beginning, I was like, "Man, I hate DC." And he goes, "Eddie goes, why do you hate DC?" And I just paused. I'm like, I don't. I have no idea why I hated DC. I have no clue. Cause like even him, like he said it people, cause people would think, you know, he's happy about Jones and all this. He's not, you know, and you'd think at some point the UFC would jump in and do something like, yeah. Yeah. I mean like, but you see, see the thing about it is, is, is that, that dollar, you know, like, Hey, if anybody that talks about John, like it's, it's bringing dollars to the UFC. You know what I mean? Like right. it might be, it not, might not be like box office or pay-per-view buys, but it's dollars that they're wanting to see that builds interest. So as soon as she steps in that cage, all those people that were like, man, this guy's crazy, man, this guy's like reckless. What is he doing? They're still going to buy that pay-per-view. They're still going to watch. They're still going to give that dollar. So, you know, the UFC is like, uh, he shouldn't do that, but they're not going to say, we're not going to, we, we're not messing with John Jones ever again. Cause he's like, despicable he shouldn't be hitting women and all this stuff you know like they're not going to do that you know same thing with connor you know like kind of punch the kind of literally in a bar punch the old man in the face you know what i mean like who, who does that you know like well, that's what i mean he threw a dolly through a bus window it, yeah yeah, you know? yeah yeah and then they used it in the in the hype video yeah <laughs> like oh this guy <laughs> yeah it's, yeah so you know what i mean it's obvious it's obvious to me that when you make money, regardless of your your demons, your your your, your shortcomings, hey, if you can make a dollar from them, they're gonna look a blind eye to it, you know. That's funny because it's 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 not even just MMA; it's any professional sport. Like if yeah. you're good at that sport, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. They, there's like, hey, you can get us that money, and so hey, we'll we'll say don't do that, but yeah, <laughs> they'll find them a thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> okay so you're a 185er we'll talk about a guy a lot of people don't like 
I think you might know where this is going. Jake Paul. Jake Paul, yeah. Yeah, you mean hey, you know, no, no. I'm never never gonna hate somebody for a player never hates the game, but you know, hey, he's 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 doing what he needs to do to make his money. And you know, I mean, he's I would say he's definitely put an effort in into honing his skill, getting better. Right. Um, I would say the publicity um that he puts on and and puts like it's kind of like hey you don't he, he's not giving boxing the true the true respect that he should but he is in the fact that he's putting the time in and he's getting people to watch he's getting people to look at it he's getting boxers that money that they they wouldn't probably have if they were fighting on a different show or whatnot but it still kind of puts the gimmicky factor of, hey, he's a, uh, a celebrity, quote unquote, bo- boxer. You know what I mean? It, right. it still has that 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 um, connotation and, and that meaning behind it because he essentially is a celebrity that's boxing. And but hey, I can't hate him for making his money. You know what I mean? I can't hate him. Like, he's making his money and, and and he's doing his thing. So you know, kudos to him. Right. I just hate like, like I see all this stuff Woodley's doing. Like, like I, I was like, like you remember there was a time frame where everybody said Woody Woodley was boring. He was this, he was that. But I was that guy who was like, no, this guy's incredible. And now he's just like, hey, fight me again. Like, I, he could probably beat him a hundred percent. Yeah. But it's just the lengths he's going to. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's. Yeah, like that. That was, you know, I was like, I was kind of expecting him to to win, but you know, like, <laughs> hey, you know, boxing is is not a sport of hey hitting and and just trying to hit. You know, you you also got movement. You also so you know, some skill was showed, some 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 technique was was definitely showed, but you know, I I really wanted Tyrone to just knock him out. You know, that was I was like I was like ah ah ah. You know, every time he landed something, so yeah, I was like, I was, uh, I was definitely a fanboy that night when he knocked him against the ropes. I, I went nuts. <laughs> yeah, I especially wanted to knock him out after all that stuff that happened where they were shit talking Mama Woodley. Yeah, I wasn't yeah, cool yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah, it's like, hey, you never talk about someone's mom. You know, what I mean, or disrespect them. You know, that's 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 a definitely no no. Well, especially her. Like, I don't. I mean, I don't know her personally, but like, nice, nice lady, nice. Lady. Oh my god, yeah. I want to meet her so bad. Yeah. She seems incredible. Um, there was one more thing I wanted to ask you. Oh, that's what I asked. Like I said, you've been around, you've been in different promotions. Have you ever like dealt with just a CD promoter, like just a dirtbag promoter? Um, you know, like I don't like to speak bad on people's character. Right. But you know what I mean? I did have a situation where so um as an amateur um me and my friend the the, the the guy that got me um into fighting um mm-hmm. his name was nick wesley um and back in georgia and you know me me, me and him what we were doing we were just basically training training ourselves training in a gym um sometimes we'll cross train at different places but basically it was just me and him training together and so what it happened was you know i i won a fight and then they were like there were basically what they were trying to do they were feed wanted to feed me to a uh their, their champ basically uh uh what's his name 
I, what is his name? I can't, I can't remember his name, but um, yeah, they wanted, he was a, a all American wrestler. Um, I think he was like, I think it, I would have say he was undefeated or had like one loss and they had 85 pound title. And so they were like, Hey, uh, you got, you, do you want to fight him? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And like, as soon as like, and they're like, are you sure you want to fight him? And I was like, yeah, yeah, no, no problem. Yeah. Yeah. I'll fight him. And then like, um, they're, they're talking to my friend and it's like, do you sure you want to put him up against them? And I was like, it was like, yeah, put him up against them. No problem. And so we go to the fight and the whole weekend up to the fight was kind of weird because people were like, Hey man, let's, let's, let's train a little bit. You know what I mean? People that we didn't train with before. And, um, they were like, Oh man, let's put this camera on your, um, on your, on my head. And like, let me just like, look at you, like punch and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like me being naive and I was like, yo, yeah, 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 that's cool. You know, that's real cool. And then we go, like the the day of the fight, for some reason there was this guy that kept just walking back and forth between the two rooms, and we were like, man, this is this is kind of strange, but you know we didn't think anything of it. Like this is like we kind of realized it like a couple years later what was going on, and we go to the fight, and I'm I'm kind of pissed off because of my my teammate. They kind of screwed him. Like they were, he was fighting for a title. The guy didn't do anything. He was in the bad positions the whole fight, and they gave him the 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 win, the title. And so I'm all I'm all, all like pissed off coming out, and I end up uh, sleeping the guy in like thirty seconds. I slept him, and they didn't have the belt. So they didn't have they they like. So this was a title fight that, you know, like someone was going to get a belt, but they didn't have the belt. And I'm like, what? That This doesn't make any sense. Like, I'm, I, I agreed to fight a title fight and you guys don't have the belt. And so he was like, oh, oh well, we're going to we'll, we'll have it for you like in a week. Uh, we just, you know, obviously they weren't expecting me to win or anything. And right. they. So a week, a week later, and I was like, hey, what's the belt? And I, I was like, oh, well we what what needs to happen you need to fight for me again and then we we will get you the belt and i was like what that doesn't make any sense so <laughs> to, to this day i still haven't got the belt unbelievable so what was it what was the deal with the cameras were they for him so what what they were trying to do is they were trying to get our game plan because one of our teammates the game plan was this guy was a wrestler and he was like hey you know what's he this guy's just going to wrestle and I can remember the guy coming in and our teammate, he got the guys acted like he was going to shoot a, uh, a shot. And then he just threw a, a hard overhand and knocked them out. And so obviously the, the, what they were trying to do is they were trying to get our, our game plans. And so they can counter it and, and come out with the victory. They were trying to film us. So they don't know what we were doing so they can just come out with a victory. And so like, we're like, it totally because because it was so awkward. Like the 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 interactions were so awkward. We're like, what is what's going on? What's going on? And then like as we think about it, we're like, man, they were really trying to get information from us so they could beat us. So yeah, that was probably the shadiest shadiest occurrence that that's ever happened. There's some crazy lengths for an amateur fight. Yeah, yeah, amateur, amateur. <laughs> so you know what I mean? I'm like, is it really that serious? 
but but back then like you know amateur people you know what i mean like because there was like it was kind of a, a tight-knit community at mma so um how my friend got onto the scene they beat his top amateur guy like two times they he beat him on national tv and so they were pissed off about that and so you know then they took his title away from the judge's decision and you know they were it was just a tight-knit place that they they didn't like outsiders that one one no one knew about taking over and beating their guys basically <laughs> now i guess another question is how are you feeling oh i feel good man you know what i mean i'm just ready to I I'm, say I'm you really, seem good yeah i really want to get get back in there before you know i mean i really want to get on this november 7th card so i can kind of relax for the holidays because it's always it always sucks to like have a fight at the beginning of the year or right like around in december because you're like uh, you can't relax for Thanksgiving. You can't like enjoy all the food. And, you know, man, my, my mother-in-law is Polish. So, you know, I mean, it's kind of a, a, um, an insult if you don't eat a lot of food. So yeah, my you know, father, I mean, my father had Polish heritage. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so they put everything on the, and they're like, Hey, get some more. Hey, get some more. Hey, I get some more. So, you know, and that, and that's, you know, and then they pull the dessert out after that. They're like, Hey, eat all of this. So, <laughs> now what, what was wrong though? You were in the hospital for how long? Uh, four days. So I ended up having a, it's called cellulitis. So mm -hmm. basically I had a cut and this bacteria kind of festered in that cut and it went in my bloodstream oh. and it just, it put a mass on the side of my neck, probably about the size of an apple, um, extreme pain. Um, pressure on my collarbone and uh, like at first I thought I was like man I just pulled something and then like it doubled in size and then I was like oh shoot and then it I went to the the walk and they're like hey it's probably something muscle and then after that it just like swelled up and I was like oh shoot so I was like I, I went to the the emergency room and they were like uh well we don't know what it is so you're gonna have to stay here and then I was like okay well it took them three days to figure out what it was and then as soon as they figured it out they kind of gave me a specific antibiotic and that just like it shrunk shrank it like in a couple hours oh you know what that i said third time before this that this is actually the fourth time we tried because you got sick and then my internet went out and yes. then i got sick yes. oh man i guess fourth time's a charm but justin yeah. this was awesome man i'll let you go enjoy your weekend tell your daughter thanks for the cameo on here yeah yeah, I um, appreciate you. Appreciate you sticking and, and, and insisting. Yeah. Insisting, man. Hey, I really enjoyed it. Eddie, Eddie was like, hey, man, he's a real cool guy, man. You you love it. So, you know, definitely, definitely did. And hey, we got to do more. You know, I mean, hopefully I can get this 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 fight lined up and then we can talk a little bit more about, about the fight and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's right. So maybe we can get you and Eddie on. Okay. Okay. Well, that, that might be too much Southern. That might we be call too it much the Southern, Southern Boys episode. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right, man. You have a good weekend. I appreciate it, man. All right, Thank thanks you a lot, much. man. Take care. All right, bye. Thank you again to Justin. That was a fucking awesome interview. <clears throat> Been a long time coming to put that one out. Shit, I think I did it in October. Maybe, maybe October, late September. It was <clears throat> a long time ago. Like I said, I had to figure some shit out. I had to get this shit going again. Um, like I said... Jimbo Slice will probably be on here a few times, too. We're going to talk probably to Masvidal. I know I know he's a big Usman fan, too. Um, again, thank you to Justin. But now, it's time 
for the 2021 From the Red Corner Award. Okay, we're going to start off with the big ones first. I'm going Male Fighter of the Year. I don't know, for me, this was a pretty easy one. I'm going welterweight champ Kamaru Usman. 3-0, wins against Gilbert Burns, Jorge Masvidal, Colby, Colby Covington. And at no point, oh, no, he got, he got knocked down in the Burns fight for a second. He seemed a little wobbly, but... Other than that, I think we're seeing legitimately Colby or Colby Kamaru Usman possibly being one of the best welterweights of all time. I don't think that's a stretch. I personally believe he's already faced better competition than GSP did. Now that might be me being crazy. It might be it might be one of those things like it's the Jordan LeBron debate. We're living in a different time. There's different players. There's different athletes. You know what I mean? But that's my thing. That's my call, Kamaru Usman. I had guys like Charles Oliveira, 2-0, wins against Chandler and Poirier. Brandon Moreno, just because of his huge knockout win over Davison Figueredo. AJ McKee, with his huge knockout win, choke, uh, no, sorry, he choked him out. Win over Pitbull. A lot of good names out there, but I'm sticking with the Nigerian Nightmare, welterweight champ, Kamaru, Kamaru Usman. Female Fighter of the Year. Call this recency bias. Go Juliana Pena, man. I mean, she beat what I consider, what a lot of people consider, the greatest women's fighter of all time. Amanda Nunes. Not even did she beat her, but she did fucking everything she said she was going to do. She said she would tire out. And not Juliana took a beating, man. She was taking some shots. I was watching it with my brother. At one point, she was sticking that jab. And every time she stuck that jab, Nunez was, like, faltering. Like, she was falling. Like, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, Nunez was dead. Like, she was dead tired. It was done. It was a wrap. Um, Juliana Pena, 2-0, wins over Sarah McMahon and Amanda Nunez. She's our new champ. And I, 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 she's incredible. Like, that was phenomenal. I, I just... She did everything she said she was going to. And she got that choke and it was done. It was a wrap. Juliana Pena, my female fight of the year. Obviously, we got people like Valentina Shevchenko. Excuse me, hiccups. Valentina Shevchenko, obviously, big wins over Andrade and Lauren Murphy. Rose Naman Yunus as well. Two wins over Zhang Weili. Absolute phenomenal fights. But recency bias or not, I'm sticking with the Venezuela Vixen, Juliana fucking Pena. Because to me, say what you want about Holly, Ronda, I don't care. That was the biggest upset in the sports history. Because I think it's, I think you got to put the Holly Holm Ronda upset to bed. At the time, it was an upset. But if they fought, let's say three, four years after that, you'd be like, yeah, this isn't an upset. Ronda Rousey was the best of a bad situation. That's not what Amanda Nunes was. Amanda Nunes is a killer. She's a bad, bad girl. But Juliana Pena stood in there, took her to deep waters. 
She wanted it. She said what she was going to do, and she went out and fucking delivered. Juliana Pena, my female fighter of the year. Now, I mean, fight of the year, what... How do you... I don't even have... I honestly, honest to God's truth, every award I have, there's several uh, nominees, candidates, if you will. This one I have won. Justin Gaethje, Michael Chandler. Fucking war. War. They stunned each other so many times in that fight. Chandler's a dog. Gaethje's a dog. Gaethje might be my favorite fighter in the sport right now. Um... That's my fight of the year. Like, I don't even know how you can contest that. Like, I I can't even... Watching that fight... And that fight was one of those fights where you watch it, you're like, there's no way it can be as good as everybody... And it was. It fucking was. It might even be better than we thought it was going to be. That fight was fucking ridiculous. Um, it, it was It was incredible. Chandler was taking shots, taking shots. He went to the hospital. His eyes were fucking closed. Um, they were both eating leg kicks, eating punches, eating uppercuts, overhand rights. You name it. These guys were taking it all. Just a tremendous, tremendous display of heart, effort. Just unbelievable fight. I don't know if we'll see a fight like that for a long time. And I say that coming off the heels of the Calvin Cater Jika Chikate fight where Cater and Jakate were just throwing pounds. So, it doesn't really, doesn't really look great on me, but my fight of the year, Justin Gaethje, Michael Chandler. And like I said, I don't even think it, it's that close, to be honest with you. It was just such a goddamn good fight. Like, that's the kind of fight, you're an MMA fan, you're not an MMA fan, you'll sit there and watch that fight. That fight was absolutely tremendous. Um, there's not really much more I can say about it. Again, fight of the year, UFC 268. Justin Gaethje beats Michael Chandler. Unanimous decision. Comeback fighter of the year. Again, kind of an easy one for me. But I'm going Glover Teixeira, our new light heavyweight champ. Glover, do you guys remember? Do you guys remember the beating he took from Alexander Gustafson? Like... An absolute beating. And that was... Shit, when was that? 2017. We never thought he'd be the same. Since then, he's won... 8 out of 9. His lone loss coming by decision to Corey Anderson. Other than that, after the Gustafson fight, TKO Sirkinov. Lost to Corey Anderson. Submission to Carl Roberson. Submission to Ian Kutalaba. Decision to Nikita Krylov. TKO punches... To Anthony Smith, let's not forget what he did to Anthony Smith. Anthony Smith was done. He got his teeth knocked in. Literally got his teeth knocked in. Submission to Tiago Santos and then caps it off. UFC 267 in Abu Dhabi. Win. Rear naked choke over Blahovich, and it wasn't even fucking close. Wasn't even close. I don't know if Blahovich overlooked him, was thinking of other things. I don't fucking know. But what he did, tremendous. Just fucking tremendous. And I like Jan. I like, it's, it's one of those things where you're like, like, do you ever watch a fight and you're just interested in the fight? And that's how I was. Like, I was, it was one of those, yeah, whatever guy wins, I'm going to be happy. Both are really good dudes. 
But, but I mean, shit, man. 42 years old. Glover Teixeira turning back the clock. My 2021 comeback fight of the year. The Brazilian fucking Glover Teixeira. Just, just tremendous, dude. Just unbelievable. Now, this is a tough one. My newcomer of the year. I got a lot of candidates. I don't personally think I'm going to name a newcomer of the year, but I will list you my candidates. We got Patty the fucking Batty Pimblet. Obviously, we know about that motherfucker. Patty Pimblet, as advertised, not only in the cage, being interviewed by... Um, help me out here, guys. Being interviewed by Michael Bisbing afterwards. Unbelievable. Patty Pimblet with his big win over... I can't pronounce the guy's name. Luigi Pendrami, I think his name was. He got rocked in the first round. Let's not forget that. Knocks him out in the second. Or no, the first. The same round. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was the closing in on the end of the second. Then he delivers that just fucking tremendous interview afterwards. Great, great performance by Patty the Batty. Another one I got on there. Alex Pajeda. He knocked out Izzy. Could he be coming up on a title fight if he strings together a couple more wins? I don't know. Another, another, another great performance. Alex Pajeda a dangerous motherfucker. He beats Andreas Michalidis. Flying knee and punches. UFC 268 in New York. What a better place to come in. New York City. MSG. Unbelievable. He got performance on the night that night. Like I said, Pajeda's a dog. Pajeda's 34 years old. And obviously we've seen age don't mean shit sometimes in this sport. Not a fucking thing. Not one thing. Glover Teixeira, all these guys are dogs. Absolute dogs. Now we're going to go to the female side. I got a girl here who I think could be, personally, the next big star for the UFC. Sorry, guys. I had to take a drink of water. And for me, it's Casey O'Neill. Casey O'Neill just... She's got the look, she's got the accent, she's got it all. In the flyweight division, she is a scary premise for that division. And I think she could be fighting for a title by year's end, to be honest with you. 2021, she was 3-0, TKO against Shayna Dobson, rear naked choke against Lara Pacheco. Oh, I can't fucking pronounce that name, not even going to disrespect the girl. And a TKO to Antonia Shevchenko, all last year. Casey O'Neill, upside about her, 24 years old. Again, flyweight division. She's going to be a stud. She is a stud. She's a stud now. Um, I'm trying to find out if she has a nickname. I feel like she's probably got an awesome nickname. Give me one second. Casey O'Neill. <clears throat> hmm. I don't think she has a nickname. That's strange. You think she'd have a sick nickname? I guess not. I'm just an idiot sometimes, guys. Um. Oh, really? King Casey? That doesn't make sense. Oh, that's lame. Damn. Very disappointing. Um. But like I said, uh, Casey O'Neill could be a, a, a stud in this division. And yeah, I, I don't know. I don't really know what to say. She uh, she was great this year. Like I said, two wins or three wins this year. We got another female. 
I, I'm probably going to mispronounce her name too. Marion the Beast Firo. She's 3-0 last year. Three wins, two knockouts, one decision. Unanimous. She's also young. Nah, 31, still. No joke. She could be a big one. She, Her, Cyril gone. Big moves. Big moves for France MMA. She is in, excuse me, guys. I believe she's in the flyweight division as well. She is. She's, she's going to be a complete stud. She is a stud now. She's undefeated. Uh, it, it's looking bright for the UFC, per usual. The rich just get richer, guys. Apparently, unless you're Kayla Harrison. Because she wants to play. I don't know, dude. That's still upsetting me. Like, I want to see Harrison test herself against all these people. And then she's like, I'm going to stay in the PFL. Just don't get it. Um, moving on. We're going to go with this one's just an awesome story. We got Terrence McKinney. Terrence McKinney, who was like on a fucking crystal meth bender a year ago, two years ago, whatever. I know it was probably over a year ago. I think it was a couple years ago. He makes his UFC debut against Matt Favola, Favola, knocks him out in seven seconds. And that's no joke. Matt Favola is a fucking dog. I, I believe he trains out of the Matt Sarah gym. He's a beast. Um, Terrence McKinney's going to be a stud. He's got an upcoming fight on... That doesn't make sense. He's got a fight against Farah Siham. Should be a good fight. It says UFC Fight Night 226. 226 as in uh, February 26th. I don't know. Should be interesting. Um... Terrence McKinney's a stud. Sorry, guys. I just lost track of something there for a second. Give me one second. And my last newcomer of the year. Uh, another one. Another one like Lupe Godinez. She had, I think she had two fights in like two weeks at one point this year. Pretty sure she's relatively young. 28, yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah, she lost the one decision. But, again, she also fought twice as a week. Twice in a week. Two and one this year. She's going to be a stud. Let's see, guys. Knockout of the year. I haven't even picked knockout of the year yet. I'm going to go Corey Sanhagen. Flying knee. Frankie Edgar. Another one. Sanhagen... He's going to be, he's right there, man. Right there for the belt. And to knock out a dude like fucking Frankie Edgar. Frankie Edgar coming down the way, kind of trying to save his career. And it's tough. You're going to see, I think you're going to see a lot of guys retire soon, to be honest with you. Um, That was the Overeem-Volkov fight night. Uh, I, I think it's tough to see when you've watched this sport for so long. Dudes like Frankie Edgar not have it anymore, you know. Plus, I think Sanhagen probably should have won the fight against Dillashaw. It's a split, but I think he won the fight. Other ones, Yuri Prohaska, that spinning elbow against Dominic Reyes. And obviously, Kamaru Usman with that fucking deadly overhand right to Masvidal. I've, nobody's ever seen Masvidal fucking knocked out like that. That was insane. Upset of the year. 
Dad, and like I said, recency bias is Juliana Pena, guys. I talked about that till I was blue in the face. Um, yeah, it's Juliana fucking Pena. I also had Clay Collard over Anthony Pettis in the PFL. Shayna Dobson over, I can't pronounce her last name, but she was the biggest betting underdog to win since Holm Rousey. I don't know, man. That's pretty much it for me this week, guys. I have, you know what? I want to do coach of the year. And for me, it's Trevor Whitman. Trevor Whitman, every, look at that card this year. He had Usman, he had Gaethje, and he had Rose on the same fucking card. He could have nobody else that he's coaching, and those people are all studs. He could have three champions at some point if Gaethje gets the next title fight against Oliveira and wins. But that's it for me this week from the Red Corner. This episode was brought to you by Gallon Gear. Go to gallongear.com. Use the code the sorry. Use the code tailgate at checkout. Get 20% off your first purchase. That's gallongear.com. Promo code tailgate. See you guys next week, and I'll see you guys this Friday for the happy hour with my new guest, new co-host, Jimbo fucking Slice. Have a good day, boys and girls.